Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Hey, Kathy and all you mysterious foodies. I'm trying not to rub it in, but it's another warm and sunny day in Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not rubbing that in. I'm okay. (laughs) Well, but, but, and this year though, this will, this will make it even worse. This year we have an extra day because it's a leap year. So (laughs) even though this is coming out on the 28th, there's still another February day tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) well i'm very happy for you that you're having a lovely um uh grouping of weather yes it's very cold and snowy here and it is beautiful so oh but it is not warm (laughs) well i'm excited to go up there and see the cold and snow anyway i am too i'm very excited for you i hope we have um tons and tons of snow but not too frigid of temperatures right here we'll see and we should, we, my should order say, we should say real quick mm-hmm. a happy birthday to anybody whose birthday is tomorrow because they hardly ever get to hear it. Right? Happy I birthday, know. leap year babies. I know. <laughs> my, my dad was born on March 1st, but I don't think it was a leap year. But he always makes a joke like, you know, oh, I just missed not, you know, I wouldn't be this old if I didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Was he in, What do you know what year it was? I do know what year, but I don't think it was a leap year. I think I looked it's it up. So it's not divisible time. by four. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be divisible by four. It was 1939, four. yeah. So. <laughs> but not, div- not, oddly, not divisible by 100, I believe. Hmm. <laughs> if it's like a 1900, they don't do it. Okay. It's really weird. Anyway. Oh, okay. It's a whole other story. Okay. So anyway, this week we are pairing food and wine with The Empty Bed by Nina Sadowski. Okay. I really liked this book mm-hmm. and I can't wait to talk to her next week. Um, I remember so distinctly last year when you and I were at Thriller Fest and you had gone to a panel that she was on and I didn't go. I went to a different session and you came back raving about her. And so I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I know. Me too. I, I, um, I, I. I got to tell you, she made quite the impression. <laughs> I mean, she she's really funny. She had us all laughing, but she's very inspiring at the same time. And she, I mean, she's been in Hollywood. She's been a producer. She's got such such knowledge in that area, and now in writing. And she was screenwriting, so it's just kind of fun to hear her talk and give all kinds of interesting insight that's all i can say so i'm looking forward to it as well well i am too so but let's get started for today empty um emptying <laughs> i'm thinking about the book <laughs> empty in that's that bottle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's get started today pairing the empty bed with food and wine okay this week we are going to leave the grapes behind and enter the what? world of rice wine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, today, today's today's wine is Taiku sake. Are you a sake drinker? I've never even asked you that, have I? I have never drank sake in my life. Oh my gosh, today. you're kidding me. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Wow. So this is a I am pretty <laughs> pretty linear in what I like to drink apparently. I'm just realizing that. Yeah, no, I've never drank sake. Well, it's probably not, you know, real common in South okay, Dakota. Okay, take that back. Oh. Yeah. No, I take that back. I went out for lunch with a classmate. I'm just remembering this in law school and he took us to his favorite sake restaurant to kind of educate us mm-hmm. and um, he was Japanese and I did try sake then. Okay, but you don't remember. That was a nope. long time ago. 
Because <laughs> the sake was very good and we drank a lot of it. No. <laughs> okay, so you can try a sip of this. This is um, Thai Ku Sake. And okay. uh, it has a really, really cool looking bottle. I mean, the, it's the a regu- beautiful bottle. Yeah, the regular sake that has been in like the grocery stores for years is not not as good mm-hmm. and it's hard to say because I'm not an expert either but I have drank sake many times in restaurants and I usually get hot sake I didn't so know you can that have sake hot or cold yes and uh, I didn't realize until researching for this but the hot sake is usually the lower quality so it kind of masks it. But I kind of, I really like hot sake because it's kind of like you're sipping and they put it in little tiny ceramic glasses and you just, you just sip it and it's warm and it, and it's good to me. I like it. Uh, but this time I got this premium sake. Okay. So on their website, it tells you contrary to popular belief, premium sake should be served chilled. So that's what I did. Hmm. Like a white wine. For best taste, refrigerate after opening and enjoy soon thereafter. Although sake is typically enjoyed with sushi, it pairs well with a wide variety of cuisines like steak, roasted chicken, seafood, and grilled vegetables. So it's a very, it's such a mild drink. And the thing about it too, in in this sake in particular, but most sakes, it only has four ingredients and they're all natural. And it's gluten-free, contains no sulfites, tannins, additives, or preservatives. Wow. Yeah, so it's just rice. Um, I think it's like a, you know, a yeast, water, water, but lead-free water. I mean, it's supposed to be really, really good for you. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you know. This is- it's still 12 to 15% like wine yeah. and everything. And it is. It's a wine ferment- from fermented rice. Mm-hmm. So... I do know I've had a friend, I have a friend who has, she still drinks wine, but she does have more trouble with regular wine than sake. When she drinks sake, she doesn't have as many, I guess, allergic reaction type things. Like or the sulfates and the, t- the, that, yeah, yeah, it must be. Yeah. It's just very, it's so smooth. It's, well, what do you think? It's not, it's, I think it's good. It's not sweet at all. No, I like that. Because I, for some reason, had an idea that it would be sweet. And I, I don't care for that. But I, it's it's very nice. It's very easy to drink. It's yeah. very nice. It's very refreshing. Cold. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's not like a plum wine. And I do like it cold. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to think about cold sake from now on when I go to a Chinese restaurant. So I did choose this wine because in the empty bed... They spend some time in Hong Kong. They spend a lot of time in Hong Kong. Yeah. Right. So I thought, well, what better theme to have for Mm -hmm. a book club would be sake and dim sum. Oh, fun. Very fun. Yeah. And so are you making the dim sum? No. Yeah. Now, and so dim sum is everybody, I, you know, a lot of times thinks it's just the dumplings, but it's not. It's any, it's like small plates. They come, and I went one time into Chinatown in New York with my nephew who speaks Chinese, although he was pretty shy about the whole thing, but, and I did not eat the chicken feet. Oh, 
but that's like one thing that's on there. He did. <laughs> I was like, he good did. for you. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you know, the, a lot of people like it, but I yeah. just, just wasn't going to go there that day. But yep. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's the dumplings, which I, you know, I really like. And there's all kinds of different kinds of ball things that have, you know, do... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> well, spit out my sake. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's all but, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so what you could do is just basically go to any Chinese restaurant and get a variety of appetizers. Yeah. You know, you could get some, you know, they always have different types of dumplings. Um, there is one restaurant down here that's actually called hong kong dim sum (laughs) that's funny so yeah so you could get to go from that or they actually sell the frozen of many of the items that you could cook at home so you could do Hmm. it both ways but basically i would say get a bunch of chinese appetizers yeah you know get a poo-poo platter if you want to go all american on that and um (laughs) have you ever had a poo-poo platter you know i just was gonna say i'm sorry what um i don't think i know what a poo-poo platter is i don't think i've seen that on our the chinese <laughs> um, menus it's I've usually a, it, yeah it's usually on the chinese menus it's sort of a hawaiian um, american version of chinese oh, really appetizer and it's just a variety mm-hmm. like they might have the ribs maybe wings um you know the uh dumplings uh what else do they have these are some of the things that they have are like pastes. I don't know what that means. I didn't know what I was eating when I was in Chinatown, honestly. <laughs> I kept I kept asking my nephew. I'm like, what, what is, is this? this? And yeah. he's like, um, well, it's like, you know, some sausage. And I'm like, okay, I'll eat it, whatever. <laughs> and it was all good. It was yeah. all good. But I think that would be a fun thing to Me have too. because, again, we like the finger food. So you mm-hmm. can put a bunch of little different things on your plate and be satisfied and then talk about Hong Kong. Well, and and I, what I like about that is I like, you know, honestly, for those of us who are hosting a book club, we're busy. We are. It's a lot, right, to host people mm-hmm. at your house. I mean, it's a lot just to get ready, like get the house in mm-hmm. order, get the, you know, notes for your book right? Get, mm-hmm. Run all the errands. And so I think suggesting to people that they go get some takeout for the food is a great idea. I know. Everybody could bring like a different thing too yeah, if they wanted. That's true. And you could throw in some fried rice and stuff if you want a little bit of... Mm-hmm. I love that. Or some noodles. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so on to the book and the author. I am very excited to talk about Nina Sadowski, and I'm very excited we get to talk to her next week in the Quirks and Conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nina is a very accomplished and impressive woman, um, aside from the novels that she has written. Um, this is mm-hmm. her third published book. Her fourth comes out in August. Um, she, so she's really, you know, got this great publishing career going, but she also is a film writer and producer and Mm -hmm. she has done a lot of things people have heard about. She was the executive producer on, um, the wedding planner with 
Uh, Jennifer well, that Lopez. That was a great movie. It was, and yeah. um, that was a great and movie. And it's on like every weekend. It so. is. <laughs> she right now with uh, We should ask her, does she get royalties every time it's on TV? That or... would be great to ask her. We'll have to do that. Um, and so she, she's been in the Hollywood world, writing, producing. She was um, the person who was um, working with Meg Ryan, her, she was president actually of Meg Ryan's production company for a while. Um, cool. Yeah, just really interesting. And she teaches a lot about screenwriting to other screenwriters. So she knows, I mean, she knows of the writing world, right? And so I'm very right. excited to talk to her about the transition from screenwriting to novel writing and what made her want to do that leap. I think that'll be really mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So anyway, this book, The Empty Bed, is the mm-hmm. second, it's her third book out, but it's the second in a series. Um, her second book um, that she published was The Bur- uh, Burial Society. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Burial? Burial? Burial. burial. <laughs> I think you say burial. Burial Society. It's written bur- burial. I know. I just looked at the word and I thought that burial. doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> where she kind it's of what you do with dead things. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in that book, she came up with this great concept, and this is the second um, one in that series. But the idea is, there's this woman named Catherine, um, no last name, mm-hmm. um, who basically has created a um, private witness protection program. And mm-hmm. we'll go and take people out of horrible situations and, um, you know, give them a new life. And so in this book, it's kind of – she. so there's, so there's multiple different plots going on because she's doing her work, right, um, helping right. people. But the main one is this woman named uh, Eva and her husband, Peter. Um, mm-hmm. She – this woman starts thinking she's being followed. She lives in London – she and her husband go to Hong Kong, as you've mentioned, and she right. starts thinking she's being followed and she disappears. Which is a creepy feeling. It's horrible, mm. isn't it? And I know. Anyway, while she's in Hong Kong, this woman goes missing and the husband becomes a suspect and it's this kind of wild chase around Hong Kong where so Catherine sends her team in who normally relocate mm-hmm. people. They're searching for somebody this time, so kind of opposite. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like a Jason Bourne movie, right? Like all right. over, just car chases and this and that. You know, it's just, it's a really wild ride. Um, that is The Empty Bed. We'll try yes. very carefully not to give anything away. Yes, we did really well, but I can tell you that it's probably, we're probably going to be able to see it on TV or in a movie, don't you think? Well, yeah. Burial Society has already been bought for a TV show. Yes. So I this will probably so. be the next season. Writer's, Writer's Perspective. Perspective. Today, we want to discuss a topic that made me curious when I talked about leap year birthdays. (laughs) And I know, and that's what we refer, what is referred to as book birthdays. What? (laughs) Yes. Okay. When you said, let's talk about book birthdays on the podcast, I didn't, I I really didn't know this is a thing. You know, I mean, I, I... I've heard of publication dates and publication, but I didn't know book birthdays was the actual name. And um, so it's just one more little tidbit that I'm adding to my knowledge base. 
Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, I, I understand what you're saying, because when I first heard it, I was like kind of the same way. And, but I believe <laughs> the planner that you are, that you're <laughs> going to add this to a goal list or something, yeah. because, yeah, it's such a, it's it's actually a thing um, in the publishing industry. Awesome. Yeah. It's not as bad as you would think. You don't have to try to remember <laughs> the date your book was published or the date your friend's book was published <laughs> for year after year after year, which would be crazy. Yeah. It's just referring to the actual day that it's published. So when, or not, yeah, when it, when it's released, not published, I guess. Right. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Released. So in other words, on your release day, you, you're allowed to have a big old party. Well, that goes, everybody's that goes without saying, right? I mean, for sure. Right. So that's the, that's the name of it, the Burke birthday. But it also, you know, is, it was interesting because when we researched it, we found that it is usually on Tuesdays. Yeah, books are released on Tuesdays. Yep. Did you already know that? I did know that, actually, and I don't know why, but I did know. Because you're a good reader, and you wanted to get that book right when it came out. So you'd go to the bookstore on Tuesday, (laughs) like you should, but I didn't realize that. Yeah, publication dates are on Tuesdays, traditionally, and I'm not sure why. I'd be very curious to ask somebody in the publishing industry why that is. Um, I think there's a lot of different reasons from what I looked up. I was like, one, they said, well, the distribu- distribution costs were lower. On Tuesdays. If you, well, if you just book, mail everything at the same time. So you're not mm-hmm. like mailing different things every day. I don't know. Hmm. And then the other thing is Tuesday are notoriously maybe slow shopping days. So they wanted to bring people in. Okay. But I personally think that it's because if your book sales go really well on Tuesday, yeah, they have enough time to order new books for the weekend, which is exactly what's going to happen to us. Right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Did I, you know a Barnes & Noble is closing by me? I, I did not know there was one closing by you, but I had seen a story in the news about a Barnes & Noble closing. Or some Barnes and I thought, oh, because they showed the empty bookshelves as they were selling down the product line, and I just no. thought, oh, I mean, that's, that's awful. where we would just go hang out. My kids would meet there to do projects mm-hmm. and stuff. But that's heartbreaking. I know. We're gonna have to open a bookstore. Love to. <laughs> like a, bu- it's actually, and then we can celebrate book birthdays every Tuesday. Okay, Kathy, I know you've been busy up there editing Repent, getting your novel ready to query, (laughs) query, query, I don't know. So um, how does it feel to see that light at the end of the tunnel? Um, I'm certainly farther along than I have been um, since last time we talked. Um, But I'm I'm not quite at the querying stage yet, but I, um, I did send... Um, my book to an editor and that's been a very mm-hmm. interesting experience <laughs> to say the I least no or that's a that's a whole nother podcast in itself yeah uh, that's so fascinating yeah, yeah it has so I'm so it's just with her right now and so mm-hmm. we'll see but I it's funny as I was sent, getting ready to send it to her I and I told her this um I, I had two different feelings initially like a couple days before I felt like that you know, 
and please tell me I'm not alone. But when you when you have the a doctor's appointment coming up, like for a physical or something, and you're like, oh, I just wish I'd already lost that twenty, you know, ten pounds or fifteen. Right, pounds. right, <laughs> right. And you haven't, and it's like, should I reschedule? Like that's what I felt like, you know, before I get a tune-up, you know. And then the day, right. And then the day I sent it to her. I, I told her, I said, I feel like I'm sending you like a really naughty puppy that bites and scratches and jumps on everything. And I'm sending the puppy away to like one of those boarding and training facilities, you know, where you can send your dog oh, away for Oh, that's such a good visual, Kathy. That is what oh, I yes. felt. And she, w- w- this woman is lovely and, and had said to me that... Um, uh, my puppy was in good hands, and she said. And by the way, who doesn't like a who doesn't love a puppy? And I thought, oh, that's that was very Aww. nice of her. But um, yeah. so yeah, it's been a strange feeling. But that's that's where I'm at. How about you? Um, well, I'm living vicariously through you. No, <laughs> you had a short story submitted. Yes, I submitted a short story. We'll see. You know, um, it's always. That's always a nerve-wracking thing, too. You know, you edit, you edit, you think you got it good, and mm-hmm. you're afraid to send the send button, and but you it's did it. done. And you did it. You yes, submitted. I did. That's great. I did it. So That's success Stay right tuned. There. Yes, yes, stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I think um, I think we're all we're both doing pretty good, and I'm looking forward to getting up there and spending some time in South Dakota, which. I've been to, but not to your place and not in a long time and not in the winter. So this is going to be a whole <laughs> new experience. <laughs> I didn't realize you've been to South Dakota before. Uh, yes, I was. When I, I traveled the country by car and I actually got stuck in South Dakota, my car broke down. So I was like between Sioux Falls and Sioux City. And are I they imagine... close to each other? Yes, they are. Yes, because I was like, the mechanic was in Sioux Falls and the, his house was, I actually ended up spending a couple days with the mechanic and his family. That sounds like (laughs) South Dakota. (laughs) I know, after staying in a hotel for some, then I was like, okay. Um, But yeah, so I, um, I did spend, but it was in the summer, Mm. so it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't cold and it was very nice. Everybody was very hospitable. Yes. And it was a long time ago. So I'm excited to get up and, well, I'm excited and see about it in that. the winter. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. And everyone is, yep. as you say, very nice, very hospitable. Yes. Good. So anyway, everybody um, must listen next week to yes. our Corks and Conversation with Nina Sadowski, mm-hmm. the author of The Empty Bed that we just discussed. And... It's It'll a, be fun. Yeah. And then the Empty Bed is a great book club selection. Right. Yeah. So go out and buy it. And yes. then listen to us talk to Nina. Right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks to our mysterious foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under at GOB Writers. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, we would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors. That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. 
Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.